What's good, guys? Welcome to Startups of the Week Season 2. I'm Natasha Mascarenas, and I'm here with Owen. No singing this week. And Alex isn't here because of technical difficulties, which sounds like an excuse, but I swear it isn't. This week, we'll tell you about a competitor to Airbnb that just scored a big funding round, Twitter fighting hate speech with its latest acquisition, and why Khan Academy is getting some new attention. Well, we're here again with Startups of the Week. Natasha, who raised a big funding round that everyone's talking about? So we have another travel booking company. It's called Peak, and it raised $23 million in a Series B funding round. And it was led by um, a bunch of big names. Um, first, Cathay Innovation, and then other backers but you guys might recognize, like Eric Schmidt, a former Google executive, and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Wow. Bunch of big names there. So what does Peak do exactly? So Peak basically helps people that are either in the town that they live in or they're coming to a new town sync up with small businesses for activities. So one of the listings on the site that stood out to me was a mini Monet party for um, a kid's birthday, but you want to book it through a site. What's a, what's a mini Monet? I think it's just like a mini painting party. Oh, like like you are you are a new Monet. Exactly. Yeah. You're a mini one. Sorry, I'm thinking of Monet Exchange, who's a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I, I got don't very think that's confu- the... Can you go to a drag race viewing party on Peak? I'm sure. That I'm would sure. be that would be boss. Exactly. And um, you actually uh, talked to uh, talked to a customer of theirs, not a not a consumer customer, but a business that uses Peak. What did you learn when you talked to this business? Sure. So I talked to Kathy Amendola. She is the tour guide behind Cruise in the Castro. Oh, I know that. They're, they've been around for decades. Decades. Actually, I believe it's 1989, according to their website. Wow. And then she took over after the person who started it left. She took over 13 years ago. Okay. So the, like, obviously, Peak.com did not exist all these other websites didn't exist back then. How, how did she used to get customers and how does she do it today? Well, yeah, well, I thought what was interesting is that the tour is kind of, it circles around the historic aspects of the LGBTQ um, district that is Castro. So it starts off with this big flag, um, rainbow flag, and takes you through the history. But Kathy relies on a pretty modern form to get her customers. Um, So she works with a bunch of different online booking sites, um, some that you guys will recognize, Airbnb. Um, I thought Airbnb was just about like a place to sleep. No, no. They have a tab where you can book experiences as well. So, Oh, wow. Um, so Airbnb is expanding a lot in this area too. Yeah, I think everyone is. I talked to um, Henry Hardevelt, and I hope I'm pronouncing his last name. Henry right. Hardevelt, the well-known travel analyst? The well-known travel analyst. <laughs> um, he was saying that people are realizing that the growth of mobile makes it easier for, um, to tap into the market of getting tours online and people don't plan trips like six months in advance exactly they they get to a place they open up an app open up a website that's what i do before i try a restaurant i just i look it up i don't you know plan it out weeks in advance no so the thing is airbnb has raised like hundreds of millions of dollars and is worth billions of dollars right and peak has raised 23 million dollars in this most recent round total funding is uh, almost 40 million okay but that's still Still. not a lot to compete with the airbnbs of the world what is their strategy to uh to compete with like airbnb i think TripAdvisor is doing this too yeah TripAdvisor is also doing well i mean i think what i was talking to henry about was how 
the way that Peak is growing right now, they're kind they they're kind of growing to what looks like an attractive acquisition target in the future. Right now, their biggest difference between Airbnb and TripAdvisor is that they have these small companies. Mm -hmm. Even with a company like Kathy Amendola's with Cruz and the Castro, it has a long history, but it's not the first name you think of when you come right. to the city. So I think that's what kind of differentiates them the most. And then this new funding round, um, according to some press releases and according to Roswana's, Roswana, the CEO's, um, one of her tweets, she said that it's going to kind of help them grow and add new experiences to their um, site. Now, Natasha, you've got a little bit of gossip that you learned in reporting the story. You tried to get a hold of Ruzwana Bashir, and you were told she was out of the country? Yeah, she's in Japan. I don't know what she's doing in Japan. Might okay. be interesting. Okay, when I think startup and Japan, my mind immediately goes to SoftBank. Right. Now, SoftBank has raised $100 billion with a B to invest in startups. So wow. could she be talking to SoftBank? That would be crazy. Uh, but they just raised money. Could, do, could they be raising more money? So, so I actually asked Henry about this. I was like, to be frank, um, why do you think these people, such big names, are investing in a company when there's already so many other companies that dominate the sphere? And he was like, I think that investors are realizing that Peak has a has so much room to grow, so they probably are recognizing recognizing this earlier on, and are hoping that if Peak does get acquired, they'll be in on it before it gets too big. But Kathy from Cruisin and the Castro told you something that didn't bode very well yeah. for Peak. Yeah, so she said that she started working with Peak in 2013, and Peak was founded in 2012, I believe. Um, so she's worked with them for a long time. For a long time, um, relative to when it started. Yeah, like almost yeah. right as it started. And she said at first, obviously, definitely made a difference with her customers as more of them booked online. She was appealed to them um, because they helped her direct helped her customers directly book. Um, through, and have like a more succinct way to get reservations in. But she said more recently since she started working with Airbnb and then I think, believe TripAdvisor acquired Viacom. Viator. Vi Viator. Yes, Viator. Okay. So she said that because those two, she also works with them, they've brought her hundreds of hundreds of people. Wow. She started working with Airbnb August 17th of last year. And since then, she said, um, Peak has taken a backseat in terms of how much that it can bring to her. And okay, so maybe Peak needs to take some of this money and invest in marketing to bring in consumers. Exactly what Henry Who will said then too. go to businesses like Cruz and the Castro. Exactly. You, you hear the name Airbnb and you instantly think travel. You think fast booking and easy and clean. With Peak, you don't think that You don't much. think of it at all because yeah, they haven't be been honest. marketing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, interesting. You mentioned, uh, Natasha, that Jack Dorsey was an investor in this round. Yes. That is so interesting because that's not the only money that uh, that Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, has been splashing around lately. That was a good transition. What else? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What else has he been spending money on? Um, so Twitter recently acquired Smite. And if you guys don't know what Smite is, it's an online security startup. And it uses software to protect its customers online from abuse and spam, which are two words that I'm sure Twitter is tired I mean, of being associated when with. When I think of Twitter, I think of abuse and spam, yes, basically. exactly. Though, to be fair, uh, Twitter has really made this a focus lately. They've made some strides. You know, for example, their, their strategy lately has been to just make it less likely for you to see an abusive tweet. They kind of, you know tune down the noise and uh, make it, you know, they may not be able to block it 100%, but if it's less likely that you see it, um, that's at least a step forward. But they kind of had a, a, uh, a setback um, on, uh, you know, just, this, just, this, uh, just a few days ago, 
Twitter, uh, Twitter announced that their head of product, Ed Ho, a.k.a. at Mr. Donut. What a great uh, Twitter handle. I know, right? Was leaving the company. And this product head position has been kind of cursed. They've had like six oh, in the last four years. Yeah, it's been just been constant turnover there. Right. Um, and Ed Ho was really known for kind of spearheading this push on the abuse front. Mm-hmm. So one step forward, one step back, they bought Smite, which is going to bring in fresh talent. But now they're losing the leader that they had for the past few years. So I don't know. What Do you have any sense of where that leaves them? I wonder. I mean, I know that Twitter has a, a history of acquiring companies and there's being a little bit of a, I don't know, a little controversy in when they acquire what they do next. They, um, they do a lot of acquire hires. People call them aqua hires. I hate that term. Acquired. Or even worse, talent acquisition. I had the worst fight with a Twitter PR person who would not tell me uh, what they, you know, like, did they buy the company? Did they hire the people? She just wouldn't give me a straight like answer. A plus sign between your two names doesn't tell us much. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't just, like, buy people. She kept saying, like, well, we bought the team. You can't buy a team. That's, right. That was outlawed, right. you know, in the, in, uh, the 19th century, actually. Um, so, so anyway, so they're kind of, you know, bringing on this team at Smite, S-M-Y-T-E, is that the S-M-Y-T-E. correct term? S-M-Y-T-E. Um, to help tackle abuse. But they actually created a new kind of problem yeah. for other companies so that were com- fighting abuse. Exactly, yeah. So some of their some of Smite's recent clients that people know by their name is Zendesk and TaskRabbit. Yeah. And a bunch of their clients were actually just dropped from Smite the moment Twitter um, acquired the company, like within the hour and, and I saw online. What, what was Twitter's reasoning for this? So um, Mike Montano, the vice president of Twitter's consumer engineering team, tweeted out, um, and he said that they could have done better and they're learning from this experience. And, and they, they said, but they, they just suddenly realized, oh, oops, we can't operate yeah. this business he for some reason? He said that our intention was to give Smite customers more time to transition. Um, but then they later learned that they could we, that Twitter couldn't operate the business and continue collecting data from their customers. Well, I may sound like a broken record here, but get it together, Twitter. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, well we see we see Twitter um, using words like transparent, using words like beefing up like their security and fighting abuse. So hopefully they can deliver. Yeah. Well, right now they're just transparently screwing up. <laughs> so. Uh, Natasha, there is one other company this week that kind of caught our attention. What was that? Yes, one other company that I have a great relationship with because really? they helped me learn how to estimate torque when I was taking honors physics back in high school. Wow. <laughs> um, Khan Academy. Um, it recently was trending on Crunchbase, which is why we're covering it. Um, the service launched free LSAT prep classes and personalized study plans in June. This is the law school admissions test, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. apparently um, during in the press release, they talk about that they started this initiative because there's been an uptick of people applying to law school, which I wonder why. Do you think we need more lawyers right now or something? It, it, you know, it never feels like that, but, you know, people are always passing new laws and regulations. I mean, I, you know, every startup on the planet probably needs more lawyers than it thinks it does. Exactly. Um, you know, is that good for society overall? I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, until we, you know, until we kind of rationalize the, the amount of regulation and the uh, litigiousness of our current system. Don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> um, but I, th- I think we'll need more lawyers. <laughs> they apparently enrolled 5,000 students in the beginning, and then um, according to Khan Academy, it's been growing since. Yeah. So people well, are think, taking advantage of it. You know, I think that you know people always 
talk about uh, you know the importance of education, but you know actually offering like prep for you know an important test like this, uh, making it free, it reduces the overall cost of the education. You know, um, so that's that's got to be net good. I think I definitely think so. I mean, I'm not sure how they are. Uh, sustaining this. I'm not sure if it's transitioning to more lawyers in the world yeah. yet. I think, you <laughs> we know, have I, a bit to go. I believe the, the organization LSAC, the uh, Law School Admissions Council that prepares the LSAT test, is supporting them in this. Khan yes. Academy is a nonprofit. So, you know, they're not actually out to make money. Right. Uh, so, you know, if it's if it's uh, good for the world, um, then, um, then more power you know, to it. More power to it. What a good exactly. way to end off our Friday podcast. Yes. Well, you know, we have an interesting mix of companies, um, and no food company this week. No food company this week. That's you know, <laughs> that's actually a bonus because you know, I feel like sometimes sectors get overinvested in, right? And there's less puns now. Less puns, and <laughs> uh, and I did not sing this week. He did not sing this week. <laughs> so you can all be grateful for that. Well. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll be back next week with more startups. And Alex. And more Alex. We miss Alex. We miss you, Alex. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com and crunchbase.news. I'm Owen Thomas. I'm Natasha Mascarenas. Alex Wilhelm will be back soon, and this is Startups of the Week. Okay. Yay. That was like three, I was like two and a half take. Yeah. Tosh. Two and a half take Tosh. <laughs>